Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Everybody, it's your boy A Double. You're now tuned into episode 149 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody who listened to episode 148. Uh, sorry for getting this uh, these two episodes out late. Uh, it's just a lot going on uh, outside of work uh, at the first plantation, and then a lot of things going on in the home life. Uh, so I've just been real busy, and I haven't had time to get to the podcast. But yet, here the fuck we are. Here we are we're here and i'm rocking with y'all y'all know i might be a late little late but i'm i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be here running on some colored people time all right some black people time all right but uh that's it nothing too crazy going on nothing that y'all need to pray for me about and send some positive vibes about just busy busy in a good way uh got my little side hustle popping off and generating some revenues and things like that you know putting some extra money in my pocket uh in our pocket i should say me in the wife's pocket and um yeah just trying to make it do what it do and just out here on this goddamn grind and oh man just trying to figure out how to monetize this goddamn podcast but we here we rocking and i'm with y'all so y'all ready let's throw some images up on that good old summer jam screen and see what the fuck sticks what's going on boo boo my dog peeking down the stairs at me um so uh erica badu and taraji p henson has been have been canceled by the negroes of black twitter of black social media they canceled them so uh i guess uh erica badu was doing a show in chicago and uh she was talking about uh the r kelly situation and she was actually just trying to send a prayer to him and the victims you know praying that he gets some help and shit like that and the crowd took it the wrong way it was like boo get the fuck out of here or you know it was a weird energy going on but black twitter didn't have all the facts so they ran with it and thought she was praying for him and only him and that you know uh that we still need to keep bumping his music and all this other shit and so they was canceling her left and right and uh this cancer this cancel culture is so goddamn hilarious to me so it's so hilarious to me because it i'm gonna tell you something about twitter it's a microcosm of the real world right it's it's small 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 part right but it kind of lets you into uh what people are doing and i'm gonna tell you something first shift twitter be bored as fuck they they probably a lot of them you know are at their jobs their desk jobs could be a telemarketer could be an assistant who knows what it is but it's they have access to a computer right because they can't have their phones out on the floor you know because they don't want them taking information but they probably have a computer with access that has like free internet access meaning free that it's not just like an intranet site that you look up the answers to customers questions and so niggas be bored right so niggas ain't really ain't trying to work they like let me get these let me get this you know this uh eight dollars an hour and let me just talk my shit online and get paid for it right niggas be trying to pass the time that's what it is and then you have these curators these content creators who will hop on it and see that what black folks is talking about because black folks at work bored and ain't really trying to work and do shit like that you know do enough just to get by and so then you know you have these content creators like buzzfeed i'm looking at you uh ebony essence and all these other folks and uh so they basically take it take them tweets run with it and write a bullshit quick ass article you know to get some hits and to drive traffic to their sites and so them that ad revenue can keep coming in and keep the lights on at said companies right that's all it is people don't really be giving a fuck about shit but themselves this is the truth right 
So we've seen that cancel culture came over to the real life, to the real world with this Lifetime documentary, uh, you know, Surviving R. Kelly. And, you know, it was a whole thing of, you know, hey, we need to protect these girls, blah, 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 and all this other shit, which I gave you my thoughts on it. And looking back on it, if they really wanted to do that, this documentary would have came out years ago. Years ago, it would have came out, right? But now we have the whole Me Too movement and all this other shit. And uh, the brother, uh, Tariq Nasheed, you know, he started asking some questions because it seemed like that the gears were being changed to try to make a black man the face of the Me Too movement. And uh, the woman who started it, Tarana Burke, you know, she was going back and forth with Tariq. And then she said something to the effect of like, why is it my job to hold white men accountable? You know, about what's going on. And it's just like, well, okay, we need to have this same type of energy for every fucking body who's preying on black women as black society as a whole, right? That's that's the whole thing. We need to keep that same energy, but it's so easy to attack a black predator as opposed to a white predator uh because niggas is scared of white folks that's just what it breaks down to right and so then they start so now you got the first them movement going on talking about hey we need to keep that same energy towards these uh these white pedophiles these white um uh rapists and uh sexual assaulters you know uh, these sexual predators and all this other shit so the me too movement people are like yo what the fuck you doing you fucking with our money because if we make a black man the face of it then we can start giving some of these government funds and shit like that because that's how it always works you need a black boogeyman for white america to care so then they could take up the cause and be like oh shit these niggas about to come and get these white women you know what i'm saying that's that's what it always breaks down to right and there's a great book about this um called white white women's rights great book and i recommend everybody read it because that's the fucking hustle that's always been the hustle of white women in america because they knew by themselves nobody wasn't trying to hear that shit white men weren't trying to hear that shit about them having uh issues of dealing with patriarchy and all this other shit so then it's like oh shit let me bring an oppressed class group of an oppressed group of women an oppressed class in and then it's like oh shit ain't you having trouble with your black man sister you know and shit like that so then it's like you know what okay cool yeah i guess so and then all of a sudden it's just like oh shit i need you to fight my fight so then if white women are collecting all this money while the black women are on the front lines hooting and hollering and bringing attention to it because then when you see a black woman bringing attention to something you're like oh shit you know that she's going through some shit because if you see a white woman you're like you ain't really going through no shit you you like you really going through some shit you know what i'm saying that's just how a white man is thinking like uh, get the fuck back in that kitchen you ain't really going through shit you share power with me everything that i that i fucking i own 90 plus percent of all the resources money wealth whatever and i'm bringing this shit right home to your goofy ass so what are you oppressed about you know what i'm saying in, in the white feminist movement they talk about this in the in the book white women's rights you know all all the white feminist movement is is trying to share power with the white man that's all that it's about let me get some of that power with you i need to be the queen to your king of this western kingdom that's what it boils down to right so people started seeing that the me too movement was trying to make black men the face of uh you know being uh sexual predators so then that's when the first them thing comes out and then so now you're seeing all this pushback and this cancel culture and shit like that so people couldn't wait to jump on erica badu and be like yo what the fuck you doing i already knew you was crazy as bad shit blah 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 but just you know last month erica badu was every uh black twitter spirit animal and all this other shit right so then taraji henson goes on her ig stories her instagram stories and she types in mute r kelly boom it, it you know she's showing like a video of her screen like a screen cap video showing all these posts on instagram then she pulled up mute harvey weinstein or mute weinstein not one single post so i understood what she was trying to get at but then here come black women black men uh uh, queer black men coming out like oh this ain't it sis this ain't it what you doing this ain't it we canceled r kelly we ain't worried about weinstein blah 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 we need to take care of our own community and blah 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 uh that's a nigga that's scared i need you to have that same energy towards a white man that you got same towards this black man because we can walk and chew gum at the same damn time 
you know what i'm saying we can do this we don't have to be just laser point focus on this r kelly's canceled harvey weinstein canceled bill cosby is canceled you know what i'm saying <clears throat> charlie sheen is canceled charlie sheen out here slanging aids dick just all willy-nilly he out here slanging aids dick that motherfucker got hiv and he's slanging that shit just willy-nilly ain't nobody said a goddamn thing about that esteban <laughs> he's literally out here slanging hiv dick nothing right so but like i said that's the jig that's the hustle i just wish people i wish people would read that book white women's rights it is such a good book and it breaks down the game and um and so with taraji p henson then people were trying to cancel her and all this other shit and taraji caved because uh she got a movie coming out it comes out on the 8th of february so she has that movie coming out what men want it's a flip on that mel gibson movie what women want when he could hear women's thoughts she can hear men's thoughts and ironically enough erica badu is in the movie and so people were trying to cancel that. Oh, I ain't going to go see the movie, blah, blah, blah. So then she had to release a statement talking about uh, she canceled R. Kelly and all this other shit. And uh, Erica Badu kept it 100. And then she was just like, she just tweeted out, keep that same energy. And that's what it boils down to. We have so much self-hate and vitriol towards ourselves. It's easy to have that energy towards a sexual predator, you know, that looks just like you. But as soon as it's a white man, it's like, oh, shit, that ain't my fight. We need to take care of our own blah 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 and that's that's the same mentality that a coon has when you start putting your foot on the neck of white supremacy and they come out oh what about black on black crime what about these little niggas killing each other we gotta take care of our community first you know when you stepping on the neck of the establishment for doing some fucked up shit like the cops arrest somebody unjustly uh or there's some kind of governor that has some kind of bullshit ass law that you know that's going to affect black men and black women you know what I'm saying? And uh, you so you start protesting and, you know, actually moving, doing, you start protesting first and so you getting attention. Then all of a sudden you start garnering uh, political support because it's a political year. So now you got candidates start coming towards you and shit like that, trying to uh, rally and champion your cause. Then all of a sudden here comes the coons being rolled out talking about, well, what about black on black crime? What about Chicago? You know what I'm saying? We is our own worst enemy you know we gotta fix ourselves first you know that's the nigga that's scared you know what i'm saying that's the nigga that's frightened that's comfortable and living in the system of racism white supremacy that nigga like they say look at racism white supremacy as a prison right you know the whites are the guards and the non-whites are the people you know that's in custody some are allowed other uh uh, more comfort than others right so you got some in solitary confinement catching all kind of hell then you got some that's just outside in the yard just like uh it's cool i'm making my little money blah 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 i'm doing my thing then you got some that's in that that uh that white collar crime prison you know them country club prisons they got tennis courts and shit like that them the coons them them niggas is just like man it ain't that goddamn bad you know shit we all in here shit we might as well just chill but we gotta fix ourselves first we gotta fix ourselves first brother you know some shit like that that's a nigga that's scared right and so that's what we're seeing right now you're seeing a bunch of scared niggas uh online when you uh, have everything that's going on right now with this whole um with this whole canceling culture thing and then uh moving on to uh kamala harris now this martin luther king day she announced that she's running for president right so now black folks are like okay i see you i'ma raise you one what are you gonna do for black folks and then so now you got the bougie niggas coming out right so you got them bougie uh black greek niggas you know boule crowd niggas you know coming out just like man fuck all that you know blah 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 uh 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 a rising tide lifts lifts every boat you know what i'm saying it's that shit you know because we learned under obama like yo just because you black don't mean you got a black agenda because we turned out in record numbers that first year and the second year uh the second term first term and second term to vote for him and that motherfucker didn't do shit for us they try to bring up my brother's keeper initiative but that was for people of color not specifically for black folks and then it's just like well damn they can't do shit then their argument is they can't do shit for specific for a group of people blah 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 and it's just like well i talked about that a couple weeks a few weeks back about how them indian tribes were in in the stimulus plan there was billions of dollars allotted to these people 
And then there was millions of dollars given to the Jewish folks for what happened during the Holocaust. And America didn't have shit to do with that. They didn't throw any of these Jewish folks in internment camps and shit like that. They fought to free them. And you just like, oh, so he can't do nothing for specific groups. And then you and then you look at the um, the uh, the Dream Act, the Dreamers Act. And it was just like that benefited mainly Latinos, right? Uh, people of Hispanic descent. And that was the agenda that was being pushed from these Hispanic folks who donated millions of dollars to President Obama's campaign. And then you had black donors. Uh, I read this in a book. Uh, it was about colorblind racism, uh, how basically they blame the culture as opposed to uh, pseudoscience and shit like that right so they lock you in this cage they put you, they give you these fucked up ass conditions and then when you grow up in a fucked up manner they blame your culture because they but even though they and they never acknowledge uh depriving you of the resources of giving you a, a equal playing field that's that's how we come into this new age of racism right now where it is, it's blaming yourself right and so that was drives us crazy that's what that i think that's what fucks with a lot of us too like uh, on a social aspect that fucks with a lot of us black folks because we know that we're dealing with racism white supremacy uh, but we can't you know we can't you know touch it we can't feel it we can't just be like look this is this is it because there's always there's always a way that it's just like oh well it's kind of hurting white folks too you know what i'm saying it's just one of those things where it just drives you mad right because they blame you but they deprived you and your people and your people before your people resources you know to get a head start right or not even a head start but an equal playing field so they deprive you of all this shit. It's like you, Dr. Welsing said, it's like putting an animal in a cage and just raising it in that cage. And it's like all decrepit and fucked up looking and stuff. And you know, you blaming the animal for that, but you don't want to put it in the goddamn cage, right? So it's just social conditioning. And then that, that what fucks with us a lot. And that's why, that's what gives us a lot of the stressors and heart attacks and high blood pressure, just dealing with this, this fucked up ass system, such a fucked up ass system. But going back to my point and saying that there has been in recent years specific groups getting benefits, right? And so black folks, there was black donors that donated millions to uh, the Obama campaign too. And they talked about this in this blind, this, uh, this colorblind racism book. And then he, and then at a dinner, a specific dinner for these black donor, at, it was like a luncheon or something. He laid out his agenda and it had nothing specific for black folks and they were just all puzzled like yo what the fuck who the fuck did we just give these millions of dollars to a lot of people were very angry about that and i have to find the um because i listened to the book i didn't read it it was an audio book and i need to buy it just so i can get the references out of that book because there are some wonderful references and it's by a guy he's either dominican or puerto rican that's where he's from that's his ethnicity or his nationality uh, but he identifies as black um but it's a fascinating book fascinating book and when i read that part because i always thought i was like damn maybe if we donated money to uh president obama he would have pushed a black agenda but there were wealthy black folks who donated a lot of money to him and they held a specific luncheon for him to see what his agenda was to help black america and it was just it was that same old rising tide lifts every boat talk you know and that's just another word for trickle down economics and we know that does not work to help poor folks at all and if you throw out that rising tide and supposed to lift every boat how the fuck is it supposed to help a, a group of people who ain't even got a goddamn boat we ain't even got a plank we ain't got a hammer or a nail to put two planks together to make a goddamn rowboat you know what i'm saying and so so now what you're witnessing online with uh, Kamala Harris announcing her uh, presidency. So you got these bougie blacks just happy with the symbolism, because at the end of the day, uh, with her sorors, uh, her AKAs, you know, the pink and green the ski wees. Um, so now you that'll elevate them even higher. Right. So that means better jobs, better positions. And, uh, you know, their their community and their networking will grow uh tenfold right so that's 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 the gig jig for them right so that's the cut in for them then you look at some of these bougie blacks uh 
they you know this means a job in a white house for them or a job at a white publication because remember there was a lot of black folks who got a lot of jobs in major media uh corporations during the obama years right because it's like oh shit i don't understand this nigga let's hire some niggas that ain't really niggas they halfway niggas to explain this nigga right so that's that's that was the thinking with mainstream media and i talked about this on the last episode that they really don't need you know black folks all on tv like that because you have a white nationalist in the white house right now right so now we're seeing this this power struggle between black people and the bougie blacks who already kind of you know cemented and you know kind of you know moving moving well within the prison of uh, racism white supremacy so it's just like yo shut the fuck up i'm smarter than you you dumb nigga and uh just just let us uh champion kamala harris and my problem was with this whole thing we're as uh, black folks are asking we are asking for an agenda and for a plan and we'll lay out the plan for you if you're gonna support it shit you this is a huge voter block right here that you got there are tens of millions of black voters out there tens of millions of us right and so and so when this came out and when she announced her presidency there was a video that came out also talking about how they just hang out in the office and listen to cardi b and i was like what the fuck does that have to do with anything right and i hate this with politicians right so you know it's just we ain't falling for the okie doke again you know the the major okie doke we fell for was bill clinton when he went on arsenio hall and played that saxophone and he led niggas right into prison like the pied piper played that goddamn saxophone with them shades on led niggas right into the prison you know that's why we still have this goddamn prison industrial complex system right now that 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 clinton was a huge huge pillar laid that foundation smoothly boy and niggas like oh this is the first black president blah 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 and you had these black coon ass leaders that was right up there with him like yeah these young niggas out here on these streets wilding out blah 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 and even hillary clinton even said herself in that super predator statement um we can talk about how they got there but first we must bring them to heal meaning we gotta lock all these niggas up and then maybe maybe i might acknowledge how they got there meaning that you deprive these people of resources and opportunity and they made their own way and then all of a sudden that way that they made is illegal right like just drop like reagan that reagan era just boom oh here's how you make crack cocaine very cheaply boom here's a bunch of cocaine flooding in the black neighborhoods oh you can rock it up this way just use some baking soda and some boiling water in a glass pot or a, a pyrex uh glass um measuring cup heat that up you can rock it up let it dry break it down boom you're getting the same highs if you sniff it but quicker because you're smoking it, you're inhaling it and uh you're inhaling a vapor and um and then so then you drop that in the hood and motherfuckers is making like oh shit i remember seeing a documentary about freeway rick nigga said that uh he got uh he got what like 10 ounces or something of rock cocaine of a no of powder cocaine went home rocked it up he had to go to work that night rocked it up and he said in like three hours he made like close to a thousand dollars he said i quit that job right then and there i'm like shit in three hours you're making almost a g so then so now you got people creating businesses small businesses with drugs and then the gangs get involved you know what i'm saying and this is this is just fighting for resources that's all it is that's all gang violence is just fighting for resources and territory that's it that's it but then it's just like how the fuck did we get here depriving black folks you know what i'm saying so then it's like deprive them and it's like then you blame the culture and let's lock all these niggas up so it's not nobody's gonna fall for that okie doke again of you doing something cool with black folks and then uh initiating policies that hurts black people because kimla harris's record uh is uh pretty fucked up with black men on the west side in california right so then she had and then it hurt black women too uh and poor women uh with the with the whole truancy thing because she wanted she i think i think it got passed initiate like a truancy law where basically if the kids were truant not going to school they're gonna start locking locking up the parents and it's like god damn like especially if you have a teenage child and y'all both working mom and daddy working 
like you just trusting that your kid is going to school so say like they just skip school you know just to hang out with the friends play some uh playstation or some shit like that or some xbox and shit like that or they you know going out you know little dude might be out trying to get him some ass or something and little chick trying to get her groove on or some shit with her little boyfriend and then all of a sudden they picked up by a truant officer damn mama and daddy even getting hit with a fine or serving a couple days in jail and then next thing you know they losing their job and it's just a it's just a tragic downhill motion right so people been looking at Kamala Harris funny in the light even going back a couple years once Trump won it and they were talking about well who's going to be a good democratic candidate to uh go against him in 2020 if he makes it to 2020 right so that whole sister girl shit you know me dancing to some black music and shit like that that's just not gonna work it's not gonna work it's not gonna work at all you need to talk about specific policies and tangibles of what's going on you know and um it's just it's and then you know we saw you know like i said with obama you know we fell for the okie doke we saw a black man up there you know dusting off his shoulders you know and relied on his look to get relied on his looks to get the black vote but he never mentioned race right he, he never he just downplayed race altogether you know i'm not the president i'm not the president of black america i'm the president of all america you know some shit like that like he said in enterprise magazine and that was heartbreaking but you remember under obama we had some a, a lot of racially charged incidents you know black lives matter actually started up under uh uh, uh 44 up under uh president obama and um you know it's one of those things where you know we we just can't we can't fall for the okie doke we cannot fall for the okie doke now if this sister comes out with something specific in mind to help black america i'm all for it i'm gonna be i'll be out here with a camilla harris t-shirt on I'll be out I'll be out here screaming Kamala Harris 2020. You know what I'm saying? But this whole symbolism shit, black folks are waking up. Symbolism, that ain't it. Just being the first black to do something, that ain't it. That ain't it. You can have a stone cold white supremacist in that White House. And if he um basically initiates some shit to be like, yo, I'm done with black America. We about to I'm about to push this bill onto the uh the Senate floor or Congress floor up on Capitol Hill for reparations so we can just get done with this shit. You know, here's here's uh you know a hundred billion dollars to black America, boom, you know, for businesses, infrastructure, and all this other shit, then we done with them. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, shit, I, that, that's my president. That's my president. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just black folks ain't falling for the okie doke. That's just what it boils down to. We're done with symbolisms. We're done with first. And uh, we're just done. That's it. We are becoming uh, politically intelligent. We're not politically immature. And I love seeing this because we're so far out from elections, right? I love seeing this. So we have to keep the same energy and not let up. We have to hold every um, every damn candidate. Uh, uh, we have to hold them accountable, right? Of what they're going to do. Because black folks' condition in America is fucked up right now. But I've been talking too much. I'm going to leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. <laughs> all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope um selling hope like dope it has to be america um it has to be the dominant society uh, i should say uh more to speak uh so to speak um we gotta talk about this whole nick sandman and uh nathan uh phillips fiasco uh, there's just so much to unpack here you know it's a textbook lesson on white privilege uh, one of the main pillars of white privilege is benefit of the doubt for the white perpetrator so nick sandman you know he got a publicist and media team they got him an interview with the today show to explain his side of what was going on and um you know that's that's the that's the big thing right there with a, what a lot of people uh didn't catch if you if, if you've been sleeping up under a rock that's that this is the situation where y'all seen the picture of the um of the kid in the maga hat uh staring down uh the native american guy that was hitting on his drum so the whole situation was they this was a so-called uh catholic school and uh covington catholic 
a majority white school, obviously. And all these kids had these red MAGA hats on, and uh, it was for a March for Life tour or something like that, a March for Life or some anti-abortion march they were doing up on uh, Capitol Hill or some shit. Uh, Excuse me. And so there was some indigenous people's march going on at the same time. And then it was some goddamn Hebrew Israelites there. I don't if y'all don't know what a Hebrew Israelite is. Uh, these is the niggas that be wearing like the uh, they be out there quoting the Bible, which is wild to me. And uh, talking about how the black man is the original Hebrew. And, uh, you know, they there's funny videos up on YouTube. They they're notorious in uh, like New York and stuff. They be yelling on the corners at people calling white women cave bitches and shit like that. And uh, just 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 be going hard in the paint with the name callers right and so you had these hebrew there's a two-hour video of the out of the whole thing that that was filmed by one of the hebrew israelites and uh so they out here shouting bible scriptures and talking about how these kids these white kids are uh child molesters school shooters and things like that and um so them, them white boys start a school chant you know to kind of drown out the the noise of those uh those hebrew israelites yelling uh slurs at them and shit like that and uh and then nathan phillips the the native guy comes in with the drum to kind of dissipate that energy because you know them that that it's starting to get a little ruckus now you know them white boys is getting a little antsy the 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 hebrew israelites is uh you know getting a little louder too so it's about this something about to go down so the Native American brother, you know, comes in with that drum and shit, you know, hitting it and things like that. And then uh, even them Hebrew Israelites, they calm down and so did them white kids too. Once he start hitting that drum, because that that it fucks with the, the soul, the spirit. Uh, you know, those chants and hitting them drums like that in that pattern, it, it automatically has a calming nature to you. It just kind of like, oh shit, what's going on here? And uh, and before them Hebrew Israelites, <laughs> them niggas are yell at any fucking body. They uh, they be down the street from me. I got a gas station down the street from the house. And once in the blue, them niggas all three. It be like three niggas dressed like Dragon Ball Z characters uh, out there yelling and shouting and shit on the corner. I'm just like, come on now. And on a side note, I know a brother that was a Hebrew Israelite. And uh, he was talking about how broke he was uh, being with that group and how they brainwashed him and all this other shit and uh, brainwashed him into not working and shit like that. The nigga was getting food stamps and all this other shit. And he, he finally just left and he's doing good now. He got him a job. He got him a good job uh, down by the uh, the little factory area of Omaha like down by the airport and shit and uh at one of these manufacturing places and so he got you know he got him he 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 got his wits about him and he feels good and he said like he felt like he was being brainwashed and shit like that and um and to not look at society in a certain way you know he he said that he made this huge long post and uh, I read through it because it was fascinating to see him morph from just being kind of a street nigga and then into, you know, getting into them Hebrew Israelites. Because, you know, once you in that street life, um, getting that hand-to-hand money, being in and out of jail and shit like that. And, you know, you got to sleep with a pistol. You know, you, you rarely sleep, you know, one eye up. And, um, you know, you start looking for guidance because you start thinking like, God damn, this ain't the life for me. You know, I could be killed at any fucking moment. You know, so you start thinking like that and you're and you dealing with fiends. You know, you're dealing with rival drug dealers, gang members, dirty ass cops. You know what I'm saying? And your own community be looking down on you because it's like shit. You just poisoning your own people, you know, but you doing what you can to keep the lights on. So, you know, he, he thought he was finding guidance that way. And uh, that, that wasn't the way for him. And now he's he's living a square life, making a decent amount of money. And, and his whole posts have changed. But it was fascinating to see that that transformation you know for the few months that he was a hebrew israelite and so but going back to them hebrew israelites that was in uh washington dc this is where it all went down at uh on the near the was it near the lincoln memorial on the mall somewhere but um and so them them hebrew israelites they was yelling at the native people too the indigenous people talking about there's only one god and they shouldn't be worshiping eagles and animals and shit like that (laughs) like they be doing anything for attention they 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 will just 
they it's funny as fuck. They it just y'all need to watch some of them YouTube videos of them just yelling and shouting at people and shit. And uh and so <laughs> that was at the beginning of the video. And then it was just them going back and forth with those uh those Covington kids. And what was one fascinating part in this video, I watched that whole two hour video. And uh and I'm glad I did too, because the media they only showed Nathan Phillips and uh, Nick Sandman, right? And uh, Sandman, Sandman, whatever. And they only showed that picture and then him drumming and him, that boy with that smug ass look on his face. And so you didn't really get the whole context of it, you know? And uh, so they only wanted to point out one narrative. It was like, oh, this MAGA kid and this Native American and blah, 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 all this other shit. But watching that video, it just kind of gave you like a 360 scope, right? And so, you know, the, these Hebrew Israelites, they throwing out slurs. The kids are like, that's racist and all this other shit. And he, he was like, and one of the Hebrew Israelites, he was like, you ain't got one nigga in that group. And they wheeled out some half white kid. And I felt so bad for that kid. And they was just like, here's our nigga right here. You know, they didn't say that. But they, you know, they pushed him out in the front to show, hey, we got a black dude here. And I felt so bad for that kid. I did. I did. Because I know he deals with a lot of shit. I know he deals with a lot of shit. Me growing up, uh, I dealt with that kind of briefly because I was smart. So I was in something called challenge. So it would be like me maybe a couple of asian kids and then like a whole bunch of white kids and we got taken out of class uh, i was in in this up until high school it's called challenge that's what it was called it was like accelerated math english and stuff like that so they took us out of class for about 45 minutes to an hour every day and this was from from first grade well this probably yeah this was from kindergarten up until eighth grade i was into this shit and uh and it, it sucked i'm gonna tell you that because i was missing my friends in class and shit like that so it would be me a couple of asian kids and then the rest just white kids right talking about the whitest shit doing accelerated math problems reading accelerated books and doing like accelerated word problems and shit like that it sucked so i couldn't imagine i had to deal with that 145 minutes to an hour out of my day up until eighth grade and then <clears throat> up until ninth grade i should say and then i took a couple then i took ap classes and it was nice in high school because it's like oh shit there's other smart black people you know what i'm saying so that was nice to deal with that but up until like uh ninth grade you was just like man this is some bullshit so i couldn't imagine dealing with that at a whole fucking school though dealing with that for a whole fucking school being the only black that shit sucked dick for them 45 minutes to an hour i hated doing that shit we never did anything cool it was never anything fun it was like reading just just bullshit ass books i remember in seventh grade i had to read a book about apartheid and i was just like what the fuck and they always wanted my feedback about it and i'm just like i am not some goddamn jungle translator ass amazon tour guide i was like fuck this shit and i just i was just like i don't know yep it's, it's bad racism is bad having a system is bad like i just kept saying the same thing over and over it would be like these critical thinking discussions we would have to have and shit like that and it was always you know me trying to lead a discussion they always wanted me to lead a discussion about the black experience and shit like that i'm like get the fuck. i just got fucking tired of it you know but my mama you know my pops at the time thinking you know during that time you know like oh this is good for you and blah 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 and all this other shit it's just like no the fuck it ain't like i feel like a goddamn tour guide on the amazon river like okay this is how us blacks live and this is how we think about the colonizers you know it's just like get the fuck out of here so i couldn't imagine what that student was going through but he's also you know that might be all that he knows so it's probably normal to him you know what i'm saying but me growing up with nothing but black folks that shit ain't normal to me you know being around a group of people who are not like me and doing some old white shit all the fucking time you know what i'm saying just doing some old and i'm not equating uh intelligence with whiteness but they just have us doing some old bullshit nothing that really you know stimulated my mind you know i think the math definitely helped you know the accelerated math uh stuff it was doing but the social uh, critical thinking stuff the social studies the english and shit like that it was just so goddamn dry doing beowulf and just oh man it was just it was terrible so that might be all that that half white brother knew that might be all he knew but anyways going back to this story right 
so and then so then you have these kids with this ruckus going on then the natives come in and then that's when nathan uh you know nathan phillips come beating that drum and you know chanting his ancestors song and Nick Sandman is standing there with a smug look right in his face and shit like that. Then he goes on, and then I watched his interview on the Today Show. And uh, the woman's asking him if he apologize, if he feels bad for doing that. And he's like, no. And, uh, you know, just he's been coached. Like his mama works for Fidelity Financials. And uh, she was talking about, because at first I thought she was lying when she was talking about that there was some uh some black muslims there and i'm just like oh shit here we go blame the black man for my kid being a bigot you know for acting like this and uh so I, then i found the video and oddly enough i found the goddamn video on um stormfront it was like a it, i think i believe it was stormfront i think they put up another site and i found it on there and you know what's fascinating i'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here um i was i, I read through stormfront just to kind of see where these uh, white supremacists and these white extremist minds are at and they don't want us to leave america they don't i've seen several threads on stormfront about like they they hate us you know breeding with their women and men and shit like that you know laying down with them and shit like that and you know uh fighting for rights and they call us social justice warriors and all this other shit and call white social justice warriors nigger lovers and uh but anyways i was i saw so many threads about what to do about black people in america and it's all about separation it's just they say give black folks their own states we have our own and that's it because unfortunately like their their reasoning behind this they say is because unfortunately we brought them here and they're americans that's that's the reasoning that's what they're trying to say publicly but i thought they would speak more freely because whiteness is based on blackness and then i say that because if this country was just a white utopia you know just all white people they would find a way to turn on themselves and it would be like how they discriminated against the Italians and the Irish. It would turn into a classism system. You know, it would turn into something like that. So the lowliest poor white supremacist wakes up every day and like, shit, at least I ain't like them niggas. At least I ain't no goddamn, you know, uh, bubble lip, soup cooling, pepper nose nigga. You know, that's, that's, that's what it's based on. How much better I'm doing than them niggas. You know what I'm saying? It could be a white supremacist living in a goddamn trailer park looking at Beyonce and it's just like, at least I ain't that bubble butt gorilla with a wig on. You know, that is just like this woman is, her and her husband are billionaires combined. <laughs> and you sitting up here drinking Diet Mountain Dew, tooth rotting out, teeth rotting out. And you're like, shit, at least I ain't them niggas. At least I don't look like that. You know what I'm saying? so that's what is rooted in i found so many fascinating threads on uh on a stormfront about that amazing to me they don't want to let these mexicans in because that, that's illegal but they but they're they're what they want to do for the negro problem is just separation give us uh, some states and they have the other states and that's it but it's because they need to measure their whiteness against something that's what they need they need that confidence boost that's what it breaks down to but let me get back to this whole uh this breakdown of this nathan phillips and uh nick sandman shit right so and then you know he come in beating the drums and so like i said i thought it was a falsehood that the mother is talking about these these black muslims and shit like that i'm like oh shit here we go blaming niggas for my son being a shitty piece of shit right and so then i watched the video and i'm like oh shit okay it was some hebrew israelites out here talking that shit right and so then i'm like huh well let me start looking at some of these see what some of these uh these uh liberal folks are saying online on twitter right some of these uh, so-called social justice warriors who fight for black people right supposedly right i i think a numerous a numerous amount of these social justice warriors on twitter they talk that good game online and they offline they work against black folks interests that's what i think 100 percent of the time i think these are fucking fbi plants i do think that and i say that because when we have situations like this like 
when this story first broke. Let me find this Twitter thread real quick. I screen capped it just in case the nigga start feeling guilty. And uh and I say nigga loosely, it's a white man. Um just in case uh he deletes this shit. Alright? So this guy is named Arlen Parsa, right? So he's like a, I guess he was a so-called filmmaker or something to that extent. Always oh, talking about, you know, uh, fighting for, you know, immigrants and black folks, Hispanics, yada, yada, yada. So he made a thread. So I'm going to read this verbatim. And I want you to check check the slick talk of this right so he's making this thread thinking he's educating folks but he's still upholding racism white supremacy and i'll tell you why after the thread he says hey twitter we need to have a talk last night i learned and confirmed the name of the main student from the covington catholic incident the kid grinning in front of the native elder hop in this thread uh because i'm going to walk you through some deep deep but important stuff all right so um Finding the Covington Catholic student's identity was not easy. He is not pictured in any of uh, the, the school's many pics of student athletes on their website, apparently because he doesn't play sports. But I sifted through a lot because I was so upset at that video. Sure you were, Mr. White Man. I have reviewed <laughs> the student's Facebook account, seen family photos, and even talked with another student who knows him. The ID is 100% ironclad. Here are two fun facts about the Covington Catholic main student whose ID I have learned, right? Uh, when he was a freshman, he tried to hire an essay, essay writing service to do his homework. Uh, his mother is a vice president of a, at a major financial company that you've heard of. Now, here comes the hard part, Twitter, the part where you'll, you're all going to hate me. So this is the hard part for him. At this point in this thread, I'm going to need, I'm, I need to tell you that I'm not going to share the Covington Catholic student's identity. Here's why. Why I, I have decided not to share the Covington Catholic's kid's name, because he's a kid, a dumb kid, maybe a racist kid more on this in a second but he's still a kid yes i have confirmed he is under 18 years old we need to zoom out here and look at the bigger picture i have talked with students at uh, covington catholic high school and those in the community multiple people close to the school have confirmed that it has a very serious culture problem some racial some homophobic some sexist um let's see here the first thing you need to know that covington about covington uh is that it's an elite private boys school with an expensive tuition but the second thing you need to know is that it is as close to a whites only school as you can find in the 21st century i talked to one former covington high school student who is of middle eastern descent he got bullied and called a terrorist it's got so bad he had to transfer schools and he, he wasn't alone. Every year, the school has only a minority students uh, in a school of 500. Covington Catholic's race problem is not limited to the almost all white student body. However, before the school uh, hastily removed its teacher's directory, um, I reviewed it. Every single teacher is white, at least of the 80s listed, at least of those 80 listed yesterday before they took it down. I censored all individual teachers' email addresses, but here's an email address I won't be censoring. And it's the principal of Covington Catholic who was hired, who has hired a teaching staff that is as far as I can tell, whites only. His school culture seems to be deeply racially toxic. After video surfaced of uh, Covington kids apparently harassing a Native American elder, people were angry at the students, understandably. Uh, the school was quick to issue a statement saying it might expel some students involved, but that's not going to fix their race problem. I'm sure the teachers at Covington Catholic are hardworking people and they don't deserve anyone's scorn per se. Okay, uh, But the school itself needs to reckon with how a nearly all white atmosphere can lead to at the very least blind spots in these kids racial awareness. So they're blind spots now. Okay. While we're at it, we also need to talk about gender at Covington Catholic. I have heard from new, from members of the community that there's an ingrained sexism problem at the school, which to refer as women as females. Covington students also have have, have harassed have harassed gay students at other schools. This is 73-year-old Bishop Foys in charge of the diocese that, that the school is a part of. One former student told me he's uncomfortable with women and girls getting leadership positions at these at his schools. This was also a story about a rapist that was allowed to walk 
graduation. In the original uh, video of the Covington kids and the native elder, there's a moment where this one woman points out that the kids are acting like a mob. You guys are acting like a mob. That's what's going on. Fucking mob mentality. You guys are what, like 16? As soon as the video surfaced, people started to ID the kids. Hard to watch that video, not feel like they're acting like a mob. Here's what I realized. If you try to ID kids to ruin their lives, you're acting like a mob too. And there are more of us online than them. I think Covington Catholic as a school community needs to do some soul searching about gender, bullying, homophobia, and especially race. They're going to need some space to do that. Let's not be a mob like they seem to be in that video. One former Covington student of color who got bullied told me, it is not the worst school on the planet and a lot of worse things could have happened. Many people do have a heart there. And added, if the school had diverse teachers, racism would most definitely not be condoned. I talked with a person who knows the main student in the Covington Catholic video. Turns out the MAGA teen's favorite musician was the biracial rapper Logic. And then he tweeted some Logic lyrics. Alright, he said, for thanks for following the thread uh, and this journey. One final thought, every student in America, no matter the racial composition of their school, needs to see images like this from the civil rights movement. If we can spread this knowledge of our past as a country, kids today will be more aware of their actions, uh, their actions echo history. So this was a, this is, that, that is another pillar of white privilege. This man did all this whole thread to tell you I'm not going to ID this student. Let's not be like them. Let's not be a mob, right? So he's trying to pull at your heartstrings to tell you uh, when they go low, we go high, right? So it's that whole Michelle Obama logic, right? So here's the trick bag. So he's telling you that and you're like, yeah, you know what? I ain't going to be a mob like them. And the whole time it's just like, whoo, I just saved these white boys uh, years of hell so they can get a good job and go on to be some productive citizens in the system of racism, white supremacy. That's what liberal racism looks like. That's what it looks like, right? Because when you're seeking justice and, uh, you know, really want to put the foot on the throats of these people, he didn't identify the boy's mama, said she worked for a great financial uh, uh, American financial firm that we all know. He's just a kid. Uh, these are just kids. We shouldn't be identifying them. Here's all the list of all the all white staff that works here. And one of some of that staff could have been chaperoning them kids on that uh, that March for Life uh, thing that they were at. But let me blur out the phone numbers and the email addresses. You see what I'm saying? Because then that's when some real justice would have been happening. And I love that somebody tweeted this out. They were like, "Oh, his name is." They somebody retweeted him. Quote tweet his shit and said oh his name is nicholas sandman and his mother is julie sandman who is vi uh, vice president of relationship management for fidelity whoops i love that i love that that's how you come back and um so that's what that liberal racism looks like you know it's just like oh this is just a child uh you know he's a he's a he's a stupid kid a racist kid but a stupid kid at that and it's just like okay this kid is what 16 17 years old and Millie Fuller says, by that age, you know, white children who are indoctrinated in racism, white supremacy, they know how the system works because they got a grandpa, grandma, you know, who who put them on game since they were a child and been grooming them. Like You can speak to them niggas, but, you know, they ain't on the same level as you. You know what I'm saying? And you really see that, you know, from a black person's point of view, you really see that like if you grew up with a white kid. And then y'all go off to college together. Then that's when you really see it. Once they start networking and joining a frat or something like that. Then all of a sudden you just like, oh shit. He realized he got the complexion for the protection for the connection. And you're like, oh shit. They don't even fuck with you like that. You know what I'm saying? They realize, oh shit, this whiteness thing, this ain't too bad. This ain't that bad. But yeah, about age 15, 16, that's when it really kicks in. But I just really wanted to read that thread so y'all could see how that little trick bag they're trying to pull at your heart strings like, oh, don't be like them. Don't be like them racist teens. Don't be like a mob. And when you start identifying them, when you start IDing them, you're acting like a mob. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the trick right there. They running game on your ass right then and there. Running some smooth game on your ass right then and there. And then you up here like, yeah, I ain't going to be no fucking mob. And you like, hey, thanks for that thread, white man. You know what I'm saying? And 
and it's boom lo and behold it's just like oh shit like he really didn't say a goddamn thing only thing he said was this is a school full of white boys mainly white boys all white staff that's pretty much what he told you but you have to cut through all that bullshit to get to the gist of it and the gist is uh racist kids make mistakes we don't want to fuck up their future right because at the end of the day i don't care how fucking liberal you are you're team white supremacy all day i don't it, I, it boils down to that if it gets to the point and you really see how liberal some of these uh liberal racists are these liberal bigots are if 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 the cheeto in chief came out at 45 came out tomorrow and was like i got you know 100 billion dollars one trillion dollars for black america that's going to be distributed out to them through land allocations and um <clears throat> business grants not loans grants uh for the next you know 15 years i i guarantee you your, your so-called liberal friends they they gonna show their true fucking colors they'll show their true fucking colors because while you struggling and fighting the good fight they're gonna be right there black lives matter but when it comes to actually getting some action steps in and getting some shit done and actually landing a blow on racism white supremacy oh you don't want to be like them don't be like them so i just so that's been selling hope like dope so you saw it from the extreme you know from this little child being raised as a bigot you know running around here in the maga hat with his belief that you know i still don't have to apologize to this grown man for being disrespectful to an elder and then on the flip side you see the liberal racism the oh black folks and natives i'm on your side i'm all about gender equality and you know race the racial divide must end so here's this long thread that i'm gonna make to educate you but he didn't say shit and at the same time he protected the identities of the mother and the student and that's that's what it looks like that's selling hope like dope to a t that boy was in that kitchen with that goddamn that goddamn pyrex he was shaking that shit up like i got something for these niggas and that's that's how it looks that's the trick bag right there all right so hopefully y'all learned something because shit i've been talking for damn near an hour this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l Alright, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to uh, David Matheson. Alright, so David Matheson is the so-called intellectual godfather of ex-gay therapy. So he did like conversion therapy. And uh, the re I'm not, God, I don't have him holding this L uh, for being a gay conversion therapist. Uh, but he just came out the closet, ended his marriage and said you know what i am gay i've been gay this whole goddamn time so i think this whole conversion therapy thing was more so for him as opposed to other uh gay men and women other queers out there that is fascinating to me that uh, i think he was part of a mormon group too or some shit like that out there in utah or some shit um, but that's just fascinating to me. You always see this shit type of shit happening. Like, uh, remember when we were seeing so many Republican uh, congressmen and uh, Senate members up on Capitol Hill who were opposed? This is when before gay marriage actually got passed. They would be in uh, airport bathrooms sucking dick and getting their back blown out by uh, young gay men and shit like that. It's just just wild to me. Um, but yeah, he he was married for uh, I think about a, what about ten years or something. Let's see here. Oh, I'm sorry, he was married for thirty four years. God damn, he was married for thirty four years. That is wild. And now he then came out the closet. Uh, but they but he I don't think he's going to continue to uh, you know to uh, do the conversion therapy. Man, that is wild. I don't think he I don't think he got turned out like working with like gay men and women and shit like working with gay dudes. I don't think he got turned out. I think he always been gay. And then it was one of those things where it's just, you know, he was trying so hard to fight it. And uh, man, 
that is wild as fuck and i'm gonna get through this quickly because the summer jam screen and the goddamn selling hope like dope was so long but uh matheson you gotta hold this l you done wasted that woman's life yo yo you was married to your wife for 34 years you done wasted 34 years of that woman's life and then you done terrorized and tortured uh queer men and women by having them go through conversion therapy just so your goofy ass can have the 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 audacity the courage to come about that closet motherfucker hold this l you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to everybody involved in the tangibles 2020 movement this was started by author and filmmaker Tariq nasheed uh, this brother, you know, catches all sorts of hell on social media, but he influences a lot of people. He catches all kind of hell from the left, from the right, from, uh, you know, bigots, from so-called allies, um, from feminists to black feminists, you know, to the LGBTQIAA uh, family. He catches all kind of hell, but like I said, he influences a lot of people, right? And, uh, you know, even detractors you know with the you know even the detractors and with this movement you know i have a feeling that with even the most blavity of blacks you know will be out here forcing politicians you know forcing politicians hands uh when it comes to a black agenda you know dr claude anderson gave us the political blueprint way back you know when he dropped powernomics you know but the audience wasn't there now with social media connecting us just maybe we can build a super pack you know just maybe you know what i'm saying and um i think people are really starting to wake up which is a beautiful thing and i like to see that we're so far out from the 2020 elections that you know we ain't reacting you know now it's coming out like okay what the fuck are you gonna do for me you got all these millions of people black folks out here in america registered the vote what are you going to do for me because we as a collective group need to realize that politicians work for us we don't work for them all right because i look at my paycheck every goddamn week and i'm like when the fuck did the federal government work these 60 some hours with me this week because i didn't have a goddamn helping hand when i was out on the road all right so we have to realize that we have to have more confidence in ourselves uh politically and we really do need to outline uh you know lay out now outline uh lay out a black agenda and like i said dr claude anderson gave us that blueprint years ago with powernomics so make sure y'all check out tangibles2020.com uh, to look at the mission statement to donate to the cause i believe is going to turn into a super pack but uh i just love to see this because even people who don't like uh tariq they are get, kind of getting on that page like oh shit maybe maybe he's on to something but they ain't gonna admit it because i'm seeing a lot of these so-called black greeks and these blavity blacks and these uppity ass negroes you know starting to kind of look like there should be an agenda right they're not saying it in those exact words but it, it is getting them gears turning it's getting them gears turning so let's just keep on tweeting about tangibles 2020 and uh if y'all need a blueprint make sure y'all check out powernomics uh, the book by Dr. Claude Anderson, and then there's a bunch of his um, uh, lectures up on YouTube. Please check those out. Some of those lectures are about two hours long, but it's nothing but good game from a guy who worked in the Carter administration and, uh, you know, a great, great, great mind. So salute to everybody that's jumping on this wave, and I love to see us, you know, uh, showing some political maturity. All right, so moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So I've been talking about, you know, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, putting her bid in uh, for president. And I know uh, Cory Booker, goofy ass, uh, will probably his Homer Simpson looking ass probably uh, announced that he'll be running for president too soon. Um, but so we're talking and we're talking and i talked about tangibles 2020 just now and uh not all heroes wear capes 
And so I felt like this quote would be very fitting, and it comes from our brother, James Baldwin, may he rest in peace, we creeping up on Black History Month, and it's just very fitting, and I want all my uh, black folks who are becoming politically mature and growing and, you know, having a great thought process about something actual, some actual tangibles for 2020 from this presidential candidate, right? Uh, to push an agenda, to push our agenda and get it on the floor so it could be passed by those up on Capitol Hill, right? And signed into law. And so this quote from James Baldwin says this, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. I love that quote. And I'll say it one more time. I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. Now, in that instance, in that quote, he was talking about racism, white supremacy. Uh, basically, you, you, and I mean, it's perfect to describe for like liberal racism, too. You know, so it's just like I can't believe a goddamn word you say because I see what you do. And so we have to apply that to our you know our political aspirations right for us you know uh weaponizing our vote you know you can't believe you know what they say you have to you know because you see what they do so we're seeing right now you know people pandering and uh you know i'm dancing to cardi b and all this other shit hey sister girl you know with all that kind of bullshit going on no nigga i need some tangibles you know that's that's what that's the move that's the wave right now it's time for black folks to you know actually realize how much of an exceptional people we are and actually put our foot down and be like no we're fucking sick of the bullshit so that's what we're seeing and that's how it is going into 2020 so let's please keep the same energy going into these uh the primaries you know for president uh you know for the presidential candidate and shit like that for the democratic party and uh let's just let's just keep the same energy keep growing keep learning let's not let up all right so nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there and i will see y'all next week one